Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. This is Straight White Whale, episode 53. Just before we started the podcast, there's a lot of people tagging us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I think Spotify's doing this thing that's your most viewed podcast of the year. And there's a few of the punters there that have shared that. And we've seen that we are the most viewed podcast of their playlist. So if you've been listening to this podcast since the start and you're in that list, we want to thank you for the support. Before we get into it though, um, can we ask you if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, can you please um, give us a review? And if it's on Apple Podcasts, give us a couple of words and it would be appreciated. And as always, if you're in a WhatsApp with your pals and stuff, give us a wee share and a wee punt. It would be really, really appreciated. Um, we're getting towards the end of the year. We're approaching a lot, a couple of big kind of things. Christmas. Uh, I think I'm going to do a sobriety special. So there's a couple of good things coming up. We've, all, we've also got a Patreon as well. You can sign up for £5 a month. You will get a lot of extra content on there. You'll get uh, the podcast a day early. And obviously this is a work in progress. Me and Paul are still working on this. We're still figuring it out. But when we announce a live show next year, there'll be like early ticket specials, discount tickets, free tickets, all that type of stuff. So sign up, £5 a month. And also I filmed uh, the end of the tour over the weekend Paul was the cameraman and we'll stick that up in Patreon as well as a thank you for people that are signing up it's not going anywhere else so apologies if you want to see it and you can't see it but that's the that's the beauty of the Patreon isn't it brother we need to earn money so if you have no go a fiver you're a jake I'm kidding on mate that's shocking cost <laughs> 11 but no look man I think like even me and you have spoke about, you know, do you really want to be charging people? But this place costs us money to rent. You know yes. what I mean? And we need to keep the thing going. And people mm -hmm. seem to enjoy it. We got a lot of lessons. We got a lot of interaction. So if we want to keep it going, we need to charge a fiver for some of the content. Yes. And I need money for gel for my incredible hairline. Mm -hmm. I need money for baby oil for when I'm fucking... <laughs> in the shower, man. Fucking... <laughs> 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 like Paul goes multiple days without masturbation. Uh, every day I'm so that's what you're signing up to for five pounds a month. That's what you're funding. <laughs> <laughs> Darren's three time a day habit. Free. Aye. Free in the morning. <laughs> Free in the morning, two before bed, and fucking one in the shower. And I used to be a lot worse than that. <laughs> We've not even got to the sponsor yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, look, I know times are tough and money is tight, but see, even if you want to sign up for a month and just pay for a fiver and then you can cancel, like, honestly, we won't be offended. So I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Michael Burns. You'll see it pop up on the screen. Lamb Solutions Limited. Spelt correctly. Spelt correctly this time. Um, Lamb's, I've, I've wrote this down, Lamb Solutions Limited, all drainage, plumbing and heating work. From small repairs to full new heating systems, gutters and drain pipes supplied and fitted, full bathrooms and kitchens, discount for podcast listeners and you're guaranteed a one year warranty. How amazing is that? I've actually had people get in touch and say that they've used Michael through this service. Michael was my best mate, he still, well, he still is my best mate, and we went to school together, so you have my word that Michael Burns is a good cunt, and if you need work in your house, get in touch with Michael Burns. So, uh, Michael's your best mate? Uh, no, no, I slipped up. It's getting toxic between us. <laughs> it's like toxic it. love. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of love. I'm getting images of Stan, you know, the music video when I'm driving down, you and Sharon are in the book. Before we get into it, as always, I want to give Back On Side a shout out. Back On Side have been very special to me this year. I've been doing therapy with them. I've just got to be honest with you. 
and it's been incredible along with this podcast as well it's been life-changing back on side are a scottish mental health charity that help people that have mental health problems there's a service there for you if you need help if you feel like you're stressed or if you have depression or anything like that google back on site and they'll have a list of services that you can contact them with and they'll help you they've also got a list of numbers there that i've told you many times they've got alcoholics anonymous which i've used and used many times um i don't I think if I never used Alcoholics Anonymous, I wouldn't be nearly seven years sober. So get in touch with AA. You've got Gamblers Anonymous. You've got Narcotics Anonymous. And the number for the Glasgow Samaritans. So back on side. There we go. Is there anything you would like to punt, Paul? Anything you're working on or any cool charities or anything like that? Um, well, I'll just follow your leading Gee Brothers and Arms a shout out. They had a a day on Sunday at Rebel Rebel and um, Finiston where they raised over £6,000 people getting in and getting doing roulette for a haircut. Wow. Um, I didn't go because my hair's too precious to me and I feel like my days are numbered with my hair. So I was like, fuck that. But um, I did a 20 quid donate. If you wouldn't do the hair, you had to donate 20 quid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did the 20 quid donation, but Brothers and Arms are an amazing charity. They also do free therapy through an app called Thrive, which has got meditation, breath work, cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, exercises. And if you're in really, you know, a really bad place, you can hook up with a trained professional within 40 hours through their app. <sighs> Paul burped. <laughs> I, I just know. feel like I need to tell I might them. cut that out. Um, but... Also, one of their members, one of their associates, Gary Goldie, does the Brothers and Arms podcast in the studio, which I produce. Um, there's a bunch of episodes there for professional athletes to just normal, everyday people talking about their mental health. And it's Brothers and Arms is specifically a male suicide prevention charity. But if you are a woman, a teenager, or whoever, if you're struggling, you can go to brothersandarmsscotland.co.uk, sign up to the app use the services that the guys provide and it's all free of charge awesome i was a guest on that podcast as well if he's want to listen to that you're all there hi so there we go it's good to be back in for episode 53 paul how have you been how's your week baby i've been good um i failed the driving test it's an honest program. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Um, which I'm a bit frustrated about. The, you know, see, the thing that's frustrating me is they're still trying to catch up for COVID. So um, it's like months for another to rebook. See uh-huh. if I could have got back in next week, next month, I would have been like, cool. But I, yeah. and I made a stupid mistake as well. Telling you before we come on, Mike. Fuck, basically, I fucked it. Nothing wrong with my driving, know how to do everything. I fucked it. Yeah. So frustrated. Um, and also when you build up to something like that and it's a bit of a let down like that, you have a wee bit of a sort of so that was yesterday and the day I got up, I was like, oh, can't be fucked. But we I bit, know why, you know. We better you come down. Aye. But other than that, I've been good. Enjoyed the show on Saturday night. Um didn't make the funny bunch on Sunday, but that was just because I needed Sunday night to myself. Yes. So just ramping up for Christmas. Every fucking podcast is coming in today. Four or five episodes to deal with the two and a half weeks I'm going to take care of Christmas. So I'm just very busy, um, which comes with a wee bit of stress and whatever like that. But I'll get there. I'm looking forward to Christmas. I'm looking forward to the day. This is a highlight of my week. Same, mate. Also, before we start talking about the gigs and stuff, you said you feel like your hair might go. It's not going to go. No, I'm, I just, I, I don't want to fucking, what I don't want to do is, with the bras and arms thing, go and bleach my hair and then it doesn't grow back in or something. Yeah. I did that in a Turkish barber's once. He shaved my hairline off and it was never the same. Mate, I did that when I was a wee guy. I had a widow's peak. So like the wee sort of peak that comes down, you can still kind of see it if, if like you look proper close. So even when I was a wee guy, I just shaved it. 
what a fucking idiot, that pure straight line. And I was like, oh no, and it never grew back up. <laughs> I was like 15, never came back. I because he when he took my hairline off, it was like in slow motion. I, I genuinely seen him start to do it, and I was like, mate, what, what you doing, man? What you doing? And he just finished it. Just kept going. Was he lining it out, like taking away like the sort of wee baby hairs at the front and try to get it to the thick hairs at the back? But you're like, you're taking away the full hairline. Aye, like my fucking hairline, mate. And like, then when it grew back, it looked like it was hair dye dripping. It was such a weird, weird, weird way that it grew back. Do man. you know I think barbers have got some amount of power over you, man? Mm. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's true. They can make or break some cunt's week, life, <laughs> year. Aye. Especially killing, mate. Like, see when I, see like that type of hair, see when I had hair like that, I, I get my hair, I get my long hair cut off. Fuck. 2007, I got my long hair cut off. And <clears throat> the reason that I got it cut off was because I went on Hogmanay as well. I was going out. hadn't been single for two and a bit years. I think I just split up with a girlfriend and I was going out on Hogmanay and that way pure. I'm getting fucking out, man. Let's go. I went for a haircut on Hogmanay down in Shettleston and just wanted like... And the, the woman that listen to this podcast, the abundance of women that listen to this podcast and what I'm talking about, I wanted a blunt cut, just a straight fucking line, just take an inch off my hair, straight line at the back, and she gave me what could only be described as like a fucking mullet. Oh my God. Like fucking, like, layers in my hair. And I looked like fucking, uh, I looked like uh, Dolph Lundgren and He-Man. Like, that's <laughs> the way it looked. It was like shorter at the top, whatever. Pure 80s fucking mullet. And I went, I left, and I went, as I was walking down the street, I was like glancing at myself in the in the window, and I went into an all barbers and was like shot back size. So I had the mullet for like 15 minutes. Wow. And I just went in and went shot back inside, mate. And the guy said to me when I sat down, he went, what the fuck? And I was like, mate, <laughs> I had held down to my arse until like 15 minutes ago. The guy was pure, mate. She's raped your head. I was like, oh my god! I looked like a fucking, I looked like a, an eighties football player, mate. It was so like, I, I was like, oh my god. So they can ruin you, man. Towards the end of his career, I don't know why I said that. Who? I, you know, an eighties football player. I, but I know, but what age was I in two thousand and seven? Fucking twenty four. Twenty four. I, I was at my prime, mate. Like a wolf. Yeah. When you said Colleen there, just to let everybody know it was Colleen Sheridan, Dundee, Dundee striker. Uh-huh. So every time he goes for a haircut, mate, he'll be holding his breath. Yeah. Because he's got, like, be a beautiful mane. Yes. A lovely head of hair. Mm -hmm. So let's let's get into it. Let's start. Um, it was a big weekend. Uh, we came to the end of my tour. Thank you for being my friend which was very surreal and it just shows you how quick life goes by but it was an outstanding finish to the tour uh, we finished off in the Oran Moor and it was a sold out night so if you're listening and you were at the show I personally want to thank you for coming along because that was a very special moment and I'm very grateful that we've caught it on camera as well mm -hmm. From to start off at the start when we had that dodgy promoter that just completely fucked it and then for sarah watson and jay to step in from the scottish comedy agency and to save it, it what a fucking roller coaster the whole tour's been but to finish off at the Oran moor and a sold out night was mm -hmm. just chef's kiss man thank you for coming paul and thanks to sharon as well it did mean a hey, lot i did feel it was just a special moment like see when i was walking off stage i'm like hi Aye. I'm a stand-up comedian, man. I've earned my stripes. Aye, fucking right. And having weird fucking feelings about the Warren Moore, like I'm, I've seen Tim Booth in there, mate. Who's Tim Booth? The lead singer of James. Right, aye. He's done a gig in there, Colin Hay for Men at Work. Mm -hmm. So I was on the same stage with a hammer and a wig as they two cunts. <laughs> what, was the, what was the guy's name for the Scottish Comedy Agency? Jay. Jay, he's intense, mate. He's mm -hmm. an intense character. I like it though because I work with other comedians and it's not, they, they don't get taken care of the way that you were taken care of mm -hmm. on Saturday night. 
It's like a proper agent at work, you know, making yeah. sure everything's gone smoothly. Most of the time when I'm working comedians or agents are sitting backstage just on their phone or whatever. <laughs> aye. But aye, he's got an intensity about him. Yeah, mate. He's, I would say, he's a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I, I can't thank them. I can't thank them enough. The fact that they saved the tour and it was just, it ended like that. Mm -hmm. But it was just a special moment. And obviously... I don't even really know what to say. I'm still fucked, actually, mate. Like, I was gigging on Sunday at the Funny Bunch, and then I had a work meeting on Monday, and now I feel like the comedown's hit me. Aye. Like, my muscles are culling us. I'll be honest with you, I know, mate. Hat, hold my horns up. Accountability. I fucked the calorie counting. When? I fucked it in general. Right, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I wouldn't say that I've been overeating, but I've not been in a deficit. I've been on my maintenance and I've not been walking. And with the stress of the tour, I've just been feeling yucky. Mm -hmm. Making yourself feel better with a wee bit of munchy. Yes. It's what it happens sometimes, mate. But there's a couple of things that have happened with that. I'm like, be kind to yourself, you mad cunt. You're going through a mad stressful time. And then see soon as the tour finished, I feel like I can breathe properly now. And I've been back out walking. I've been back to properly calorie counting and I feel so much better so I'm not going to beat myself up but there's a couple of wee things like I put a shirt on and all that and I'm like oh no man it's feeling tight but who gives a fuck I'm mm -hmm. back into it I'd say that that sort of feeling tight I would say that maybe 50% of that's in your head as well and then 50% it's real yeah you know what I mean it's always worse but see if like this is what I would say to you see if like Life's about balance across the board and see if you, because of something stressful like a tour, eat a bit extra food and then recognize that that's because of the stress of the tour and then you're kind to yourself because of it, you don't beat yourself up. You're progressing in another part of your life yeah. and you can only really progress in like one area or two areas of your life at a time. So see when you've got a couple of things like own, um, your calorie counting or your, your your diet will take a hit, mate. Yeah. But see the thing, like I said, I'd be looking at that and going, the fact that I'm able to do that, recognize what's causing it, first of all, but then still be kind to myself and no freak out, that is another type of progression. Yeah. Just in a different part of your life. So you can still be happy with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then get back on the horse whenever you want to get back on the horse, mate. I'm back on the horse already. Shag uh, the horse. Mate, I'm fucking, I'm sick of dancing around about this. I'm hung like a horse. I've got a fucking cock on us, man. Who cares? It's episode 53, man. Fuck it. <laughs> I've got a fucking belter. <laughs> uh, no, but I, like, before it, obviously, you're so nervous. I take it you've experienced that nerves with gigs as well. It feels like it's in your muscles. It's really hard to describe that, that feeling. And then you go up and you're like, oh, oh man, this is a fucking champ. It's like my Champions League final, but I feel like I've put on weight or I don't feel like I've lost as much as what I wanted to lose. Mm -hmm. And then the nerves hit in and it's like right in your muscles, man, your neck. See, when I get that level of adrenaline, mate, my knees hurt. Like it's in my bones. But uh, I, I'm back into being kind to myself the day and... Uh, I can't even really re remember the show, mate. See, I, I know we've got it in film. I'm looking forward to watching it. Mm -hmm. But I can't really remember much about it because I was just so in fight or flight mode. And I, I did enjoy it, though. I enjoyed every fucking single second of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, even when we get heckled, I get heckled off four guys and the bouncers removed them. I think it was very much part of the show and it made it funny and... Like it didn't fuck the show. Did you if, know them? No. If I never chucked them, it, it would have fucked the show, I uh -huh. think. Uh, Aye, they were getting a bit much, weren't they? Yeah. A bit too heckly. Oh, just pulling their phones out and all that. And, or were they? Aye. And then I noticed, because I put them down, they heckled me four times, I put them down four times, and then they were just talking, and I noticed that the crowd were like, shut the fuck up. And I was like, right, there's going to be a Aye, somebody said that. I was nowhere near it, mate. So um, uh, I heard somebody, I think, was it Sharon said to me? Or I was like, what was going on? 
were they just heckling? And she was like, no, they were talking amongst themselves, three rows for the front. And it, uh, she was like, somebody said, shut the fuck up to them. Yeah. So that was a good feeling, calling the bouncers to get them out. And then when the bouncer walked up to him, what? I never said anything, but... Mm-hmm. There you go. I seen them getting popped out, man. They looked like fucking nuggets. Hopefully yeah. they're lost them. I hope they are not. And if, by the way, I'm putting an open call out to cunts if he's what a square go me out in the street, I'll fucking go to town ways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even talking about the hecklers, I'm talking about general listeners. If you're driving past me in a van or something, just jump out the van and I will f- it will be a slugfest, man, in the middle of the street. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say that, mate, don't. I was kidding on. I'm fucked. Beat the horn and go... <laughs> Aye. If you're driving by in the van. I'll be like that. Aye, so it was a great show. I enjoyed it. I had a few people come up to me. Yes. Um, And uh, I suppose I want to say that sometimes I, I struggle when people tell me that they like something. So people come up and they're like, oh, I love the podcast. My usual response is, oh, thank you very much. But I don't really, I, I might come across as being a bit weird. Or a bit like, but I just sort of like withdraw. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, uh, um, I, there was a few people come up to me and, and it happens, it happens a lot when we go to the funny bunch and stuff. I just don't know what to say to people, mate. Honestly, I'm just like pure awe. Oh, eh, oh, compliments. Ah. A bit socially awkward. I get a bit awkward, mate. I. That's all right. Plus Saturday's different and all, mate. There was like 300 people there. You're working and all, mate. You're trying to set up a camera. I'd imagine it's a different type of nervous, but your work mode. Mm-hmm. And then you're there with your bird and your pals and all that. So you're probably thinking about them while working. Mm-hmm. And then somebody just walks up to you like, yeah, mate, I love fucking straight right well, mate. <laughs> it's when people say stuff to me, like they'll come up to you and they'll say like, when you tell this story and you're like pure, like what the fuck, man? That was like a year ago. Yeah. And But realizing that when we're in this room, and we just say stuff or we tell stories or we share stuff about our life or whatever. That goes out, people listen to it and they really take it in. But I don't remember fucking saying it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It just sort of goes out earlier head that you fucking, you've said that. I don't have a problem with that at all. And I would welcome more people to come up and tell me how much they love this podcast. But yeah. um, I just don't want anybody thinking that I don't appreciate it or like, what the fuck happened there? Why was he so weird? It's like, this is my comfort zone. Yeah. Sitting in here in my work, I have to spend all my time, but when I'm out in public and somebody comes up to me, all right, you're Paul, oh, I love the podcast, I just get a bit funny. Yeah, mate, it's cool. I, I'm like that as well. Somebody messaged me the other night, actually, and you know that episode a couple of weeks ago when I was getting emotional and I was crying? Uh-huh. She was like, I started crying when you were crying, and we were, it was like I was crying along with you. And I was like, how come you've not signed up to the Patreon for £5 a month? Blocked. So there you go. <laughs> Get to fuck. <laughs> Check the names. That was <laughs> a joke. On Instagram. Check cross-referencing the names of the Patreon. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, you're not getting a like, you're not getting a reply, you're getting fucking blocked. Yeah. No, fuck that. That's shit. No, that, that was a joke, but I, I was genuinely moved by the amount of people that came up to me after the show at the bar and stuff. And they were just like the, talking about what you said there about the podcast. And I mean, ah, it's like they're almost surprised that we're so honest. But the thing is, like, I found it much easier to just be a good person and to be honest than any other thing in my life. It's so simple to be like that. I mm-hmm. can't be anything else. Treat people the way I want to get treated when I, I see somebody that needs help, I'll help them if I can. It's no hard way to live your life, mate. Mm. Like, it's good for your soul. I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say, but, like, people are just surprised. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to be? Do you expect me to be a cunt? I think what you're trying to say here is, is that you're the best guy ever. Exactly. With That's a hog. It. It's because I've got a hog, man. I'm very humble about it. And <laughs> I come across as childlike and stuff. Did they have an episode called The Humble Hog? <laughs> Is that a subliminal <laughs> message? But uh, Adefa, did you notice uh, that there was a lot of people in the crowd that they were there for Scott Squad? Yes, I did. I got a big cheer when you asked, does anybody, do you watch Scott Squad? Yeah, 
So there's a lot of people there because they love Scott Squad, but they've never seen uh, me do stand-up comedy before. <laughs> that always tickles me, man. That makes me, that makes me giggle. How do you think, what do you think runs through their mind when you walk out with a hammer and a dress and a wig? To, babe, I love you so. <laughs> I think they're just like, what the fuck has happened to Bobby? That's no Bobby for Scott Squad. Mm -hmm. It does tickle me because I've not got any of my stand up online and then and then they see that. But aye, it was good. I've got some bad news as well, mate. I know you'll hate this. You'll absolutely hate this. Okay. My pal gave us a packet of cigars after the gig. What pal? That's not a pal. First of all, what fucker gave you a packet of cigars? A childhood friend. Sabotaging cunt. I know. He done that. Congratulations, I've got a present for you. And I was like, oh, I wasn't devastated, obviously. I wasn't devastated. Did you have one? Not that night because I was fucked. As soon as I got home, mate, I was fucked. And my throat was just in, in agony. I couldn't have smoked it. Mm. But I've had a couple since. And don't get me wrong, I'll finish them. I won't buy them again. But they're very nice. Chocolate. See, if you really want to be the the perfect guy that you just made out you are. You'll smoke them down to the last one and then you'll snap the last one and put it in the bin. Why? Just as a fucking flex of willpower. That'd be like a, a warrior fucking stance or something. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like pure in your chi. Snap the fucking cigar. What happens if I smoke them all and then eat the packet? And eating the packet would be like, that'd be the same thing as snapping them. It would be. Oh. Eat the packet on a piece. A buttery a piece. piece. A piece in box. <laughs> a piece in cardboard. <laughs> Aye. What's so. the weirdest thing you've ever had on a piece, Jank? Mm. What have I had on a piece that is mental? I like, that's a, I don't think this is weird. I like a rolling Chicago town pizza. We spoke about this before. No. A buttery, crispy, well-fired Morton's roll. That sounds amazing, by the way. Half a Chicago, two rolls, one Chicago Town pizza, the mini one, cut it in half, stick it on the roll. I need to try that. That's another fucking prison meal. I'm trying to think uh, what the the most mental thing I've ever put on a piece. Well, I found out the other day that people in prison cook in a kettle. Yeah, I've seen so that. So they'll put like pasta and sauce in a kettle. And mm -hmm. cook it in the kettle. And some of it looks amazing, mate. Aye. These cunts are making boiled totties and all that with, like, steak. You're like, I don't even eat that in my house. In, in a kettle? Aye. Making steak in a kettle? No, they're, like, something... They've got a wee cooking thing for the steak and then they right. boil the shit in the kettle. Right, they put the totties in the water in the kettle and boil it. That's <laughs> fucking amazing, isn't it? In, ingenuity. It's good, isn't it? Aye. Right, what's the weirdest thing you've had on a piece? I've spoke about this on a previous podcast. A piece and totty. Mashed totty. <laughs> Mashed totty and a piece. With salt. A piece and chips, isn't it? Like, out of the, you know, a chip butty. Mm -hmm. I hate that, mate. I fucking, I can't believe I just said that. Scottish people that say chip butties. They've got magic in their head. It's <laughs> a fucking rolling chips. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Rossi once. When I was a wee guy. And, um, they said to me, the, the thing for this chippy, like the thing, was a chip butty. And I was pure, what the fuck is a chip butty? And they were like, uh, two pieces of bread buttered with chips in the middle. And I was like, that's a piece of chips. And they were like, no, it's a chip butty. And I was like, it's a fucking piece of chips. Aye. And they were like, no, it's a chip butty. And then I fucking whipped out my ear 15, just shot the fucking hell on Kidding on. No, but... I was getting ridiculed, I feel like these kids for Rossi about a piece and chips. They were like, what the fuck's a piece and chips? Mm -hmm. And I was like, we're for Glasgow. Like, you're for chapters. What the fuck are you talking about? You want Lerard? A pure water chippy now. No, mate. Have you ate the day? No, mate. You're fasting, aye? Aye, of course. Good on you, mate. My mouth's watering. I'm actually, my mouth watered when I thought about cooking a steak in a kettle. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know... That's maybe a point in your life you're like, maybe fasting's no good for me. <laughs> when you're like, I'm going to cook a fucking 
dinner with a kettle. There's a Scottish guy on TikTok that does that. He looks like a proper smelly bastard. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name. He's TikTok. You know who I'm talking about? No. Wee Jimmy or something no. his name is. Yeah, I don't go on TikTok. Mate, uh, Wee Jimmy is his first video that went, people will know who he is. The, the first video that went viral was he was done the four corners. It has fucking been, mate, like mad with it. It was torrential rain and he was crossing at the four corners and mm -hmm. he was just filming a TikTok like that. I'm fucking mad Was he steaming? Yep. Aye. You think he, aye. And then some? Of course. I was thinking, what's he on? Like uh, just on steaming, mate. Steaming oh. old guy. And then he started doing cooking videos and he does that. He cooks shit with a kettle. And see when he's got a cooker and he's frying something, he'll fry it off the actual ring. He won't use a frying pan. So mate, it looks fucking really disgusting, mate. He'll fry it. He won't have a pan. He'll just fry it on the ring. Mm -hmm. But has he got like a griddle? Or like a no, fucking... an actual cook, a real cooker. Right. And he'll just flip fry it off the cooker. And I don't know if this shit's true, and I don't know if he's just filming it for a, ba a bam up, but he'll set up traps, and I think he's catching, like, fucking birds and roadkill and all that, and he says he cooks that, but I don't know. This, this is like the Glasgow version of the Lover King. Aye. You know the Lover King? Yes. But a JK. Exactly. No, like, built like a tank, like, built like a side of a fiver. <laughs> Mate, Gordon Ramsay was doing a... Uh, I, I don't know what you call it on TikTok. It's a, a response to one of his videos. Right. And Gordon Ramsay was like, ah, you ever get these Scottish cunts that put on a Scottish accent? Aye. So he's like, ah, no, Jimmy. Oh, come on, Jimmy. Don't eat that, Jimmy. I'm like, right, like, fuck off you. My dad used to say, my dad used to sit and go, fuck it. Who was it? <laughs> he used to do it. Um, like, do you remember Ian St. John? No. It was, it was a prefer do you remember um, St. Ian Greavesy, the TV show? It was yes. like the football team, so he was St. <laughs> Hi. Right? And my dad would sit and obviously, like, Jimmy Greaves, like, won the World Cup and at the time in the 60s, Ian St. John was a Scottish football player. I think he played for Rangers, and then he went to like, Liverpool, whatever. My dad used to sit at the telly and go, Anglified cunts. Anglified. Uh, is that even a word? <laughs> but he would just go, these fucking Anglified cunts. Like, you know, and I remember one time going, what do you mean by that? And he was like, Scottish people wear English accent. So that's what you were talking about. And then he's like, even worse, see when they came back, they put on a fucking accent. They try and pretend that they're fucking Scottish. But I remember my Uncle Thomas. He went to uh, Canada in the 60s and he came back in the 90s for my granny's funeral. And it was like something that I fucking chewing the fat, man. It was like ninety percent Canadian, but then just this ten percent sort of Scottish Scottish twang that was coming through, and it was like, I mean, I was like fucking eight year old, and I was cringing. You know what I mean? Look pure. Who is this cunt? <laughs> Who's this mad cunt in my house? Uh -huh. He Your looked dad's. like Hulk Hogan, <laughs> and he was six ten, and he looked so much like Hulk Hogan that he got in a taxi in Duke Street, and kids started chasing the taxi. Oh my god! Thinking it was shouting Hulk, Hulk thinking it was Hulk Hogan because he had the long bald. And the goatee and the handlebar moustache and everything. And he was he was massive, like big massive cunt. And I um but he had like this pure weird Canadian Scottish hybrid. Can you do it? I absolutely cannot. Could you attempt it? Have you ever seen this the tune of fat sketch where it's the guys came back and he's pure the water was pushing all over the flare. <laughs> it was like that, mate. That's why he was like, Hello, Paul. I I and I was just like, Oh, oh I and I'm like, who is this clown? Hey wee man. <laughs> hey wee man. Like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? John Barrowman fucking uh, style. Or Gerard Butler, even worse. Yeah. Oh well. Is he dead now? He is dead. He's long dead. Oh. What age was he when he died? Hmm. He died not long before my dad. My dad was 55 when he died, so I think maybe like 65, 70 year old. A good innings. Very much so. And his son Duncan was one of the first animators on Grand Theft Auto. No way. Worked at Rockstar Games, worked on The Matrix, and worked on at least five or six of the FIFA games. Fucking brilliant, man. Now he loves his life being a slam poet, because I think he's minted. <laughs> Amazing. I never realised that they did Grand Theft Auto up in Dundee. Aye, Rockstar. Rockstar North. So see the actual, when you play the game, it's Dundee. 
the city. What, the first one? Yep. I've never known that. So when I was down Panto in Dundee and we were driving, I don't even know what road it was, right? But when I was in a car, the guy was like that. Do you recognise a street? And I was like, no. And he's like, Grand Theft Auto. I was like, no fucking way, man. And as soon as he said that, it was like I was driving down a street in America, mate. And it was in the middle of Dundee. Did you just, like, jump out and barter a granny, fuck a hooker and steal a motor? Aye, basically, aye. Cool. Aye. And uh, I've not been caught yet. (laughs) So sinister, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I also need to give a shout-out to my support acts, I know, before I forget. Um, Throughout the whole tour, Scott Agnew has been my main support. An absolutely incredible human being that is a funny, very, very funny comedian. Mm-hmm. He's one of the guys that's got funny bones. There's not many, there's not many of them out there. And uh, I think I might actually get him on as a guest at some point. For the pod? Yeah. Oh, 100%, mate. And we'll put it out on Patreon or something. Yes. And uh, he's just a great guy, mate. See, to think about, see when I done my first ever gig, mm-hmm. he poked me up on this, by the way. He listened to a previous podcast. He told me. Did he? He told me in the green room on Saturday night. Well, I'll tell the punters because I, t- I tell you about my first gig and I was steaming, right? Paralytic drunk. I'll quickly go through it. And I thought Gary Little was the compere. Mm-hmm. Gary Little was actually the headliner. Scott Agnew was the compere. I was blackout paralytic drunk and I can't remember that. Mm-hmm. And Agnew was like, I, I was a fucking compere, you prick. And I was like, Scott, I'm so sorry, mate. So see to go from my first gig at 18 years old and Agnew was so kind to me, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then there's been other moments that he's helped us as well. He's, it's not even that. He's mm-hmm. just always been a sound guy. To go from that to the Oren Moore and Saturday, the two years had a pure beautiful moment. Like, this is so surreal and just an amazing fucking... Have you ever had one of the moments you're just like, I'm taking all the, I'm so glad that I'm sober as well, because I'm so happy that I'm taking all this in mm-hmm. and just enjoying it. It felt like a pure warm bath. Aye. But to kind of return the favour to him and give him some support gigs as well, it was mm-hmm. just really fucking nice. Uh, so I'll get Scott in as... He's hilarious, mate. He was hilarious on Saturday. Do you know, and a lot of people, it's mostly comedians that are no funny. They'll say, like, how come you've got Agnew as your support act? Do you know why they say that to me? No. Because he's obviously hilarious. So see, if somebody that is insecure will run a show, they'll get a comedian that's shite Mm -hmm. because, you know, they're insecure about them being funnier than you, than them. Sorry. Did that make sense there? Aye. Aye. So I get... I mean, first and foremost, Scott get the gig because he's a good person, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. Even if he was shite, I would have gave him the gig because he's just a good cunt. Mm-hmm. But he is, on his day, one of the funniest cunts in Scotland. And I think he proved that on Saturday. See, when the two years were sitting at the back, he fucking smashed it. Aye, mate, he God. smashed the gig. Howling. He was getting applause breaks. People were loving him. He was supposed to do 20 minutes. I think he done 30 minutes because he was enjoying it. Cheeky. Very cheeky boy, but I don't mind. And uh, but being see when you surround yourself with people like that, it makes you a better comedian. Aye. So I'll never, if you ever come to a gig and you see somebody that's pure shite, you'll know it's because I've lost my confidence. <laughs> uh, but Ross I, Daly as well did a couple of nights with you on the tour. Yes, Ross Daly did it twice. Inverness and Aberdeen. Uh, Ross actually messaged me, and I've not had a chance to message him back. He just said thanks for the opportunity. Ross Daly, for anybody that's listening, is a up and coming stand up comedian. He's been gone about a, no even a year. I don't even think he's done a hundred gigs, and he's funny as fuck. Good cunt. He makes the kind of, it's lonely being a solo comedian in a green room, but see when you're sitting with people like Ross, it makes it a good buzz. Mm-hmm. So these guys have got social media, Ross Daly, Scott Agnew, give them a follow. I might even get Ross on as a guest as well. Ah, aye, why not? Aye. Have a tour debrief before the end of the year. Um, Fucking Ross is lucky he met me, by the way, man. You fucking 
What did they do? Two, two support on your tour and go in the fucking funny bunch? Not bad, eh? Fucking owes me a pint, man. And he smashed the funny bunch? He did. I'm joking, by the way. I'm joking. Uh, the funny bunch mm. was different this time. <laughs> uh, you fucked? I was fucked, man. Was there anybody that went both nights? There was four people. Wow. Their patrons, Hugh. I'm going to double check his name. Hugh McMullen. Thank you very much for signing up, my boy. I found out... My boy. My boy. Um, I found out he actually went to the same school as me as well. So, let me... Let me see. I feel like a wee grander here. Hugh, Hugh, Hugh. Aye, so Hugh... Shuggy. Aye, Hugh McMullen. Hugh, thank you for signing up and being a patron. But he came with his girlfriend and... Then part of the patron deal is I'll give people guest list things. Mm. So he brought to his mates. And mate, I was just fucked. I, I was just drained. Like my throat was in agony. And it, it wasn't a bad gig, but it was no, it was nowhere near as good as previous Funny Bunch gigs. So see when you're just that drained, I could feel myself dead stuttery and... Uh, it's just hard to explain. I right, hard to focus on aye. what you're saying and stuff like that. But what a good crowd, man! It was a good crowd. People did enjoy it, but it just seemed a wee bit off. Uh, but it was still good. How were the acts? It was likewise, mate. It was just the same all round. Nobody really smashed it. Right. But everybody just did enough, and that this is me. I'm including myself in that. Mm-hmm. It, it was passable. But I'm comparing it to previous Funny Bunch Aye, gigs. Been like fucking great nights. Aye, like, when cunts are walking up to us like, I, I want to drink your blood, mate. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> can I drink it? So I, uh, but this was partly because of this dodgy promoter that fucked it and the Orin more get rearranged and it get moved to that date and then I couldn't move the Funny Bunch. So I kind of knew that that was going to happen. What you got to do, mate? Yeah. What you got to do? Um, just in case, because I've mentioned it before in the podcast, I'm starting to enjoy a Guinness. Yes. So do we Guinness review? Had a pint of Guinness and Neil ran more on Saturday I bought you. Darren bought me a pint of Guinness and Neil ran more on Saturday night. <laughs> and um, four out of ten. Four out of ten? Four out of ten? Four out of ten. Mate, I'll be honest with you, see when I see her pull out the plastic glass, I was devastated. So, the one in the plastic glass, I'd give you a 3 out of 10. I had one up the stairs. I thought, I can't judge it on that. That's shite. I had another one. I went, I'll, I'll go up the stairs, I'll have one. Um, got one in a glass. Shite. Shite, mate. Shite. Do better. Also, this is how fucking long I've been at the game with drinking. How much was it for a pint of Guinness, mate? Don't know what five fifty or something, like six quid. Yeah, five fifty, mate. That yeah. is fucking insane. Oh really? To me, mate. That's the first time I've bought a pint and about. Well, on the seventeenth of December, I'm seven years sober. Right. So, how much was a pint run about in your head last time you were buying pints? Three quid. Maybe it was three fifty for a right. Guinness, and it was like two ninety for a tenant. Aye, mate. Yeah, it's long gone, mate. Fucking hell. Mate, I watched, so, I'll give the guy a plug, right? You know, I watched, the reason that I fucking, I love things that are in Glasgow, right? See, when you're wanting that wee comfort blanket, see, like, people watch, like, The Sopranos or whatever. I like to watch stuff that's in Glasgow. So, like, history, whatever. The Anthony Bourdain episode, uh, um, Parts Unknown, it's got Janie Godlin in it, mate. It's incredible. The, I mean, he literally sucks Glasgow's cock in it. He's like, I love this place. <laughs> it's like, he basically he sums it up quite well. He's like, this place is older than modern Europe. Like, people think that they're coming to Europe and they come to Glasgow. He's like, there's something medieval about this place. Wow. Um, and, and he talks about it. And a whole load of stuff. He talks to Graham for the uh, violence reduction unit about how they go knife crime through the floor. And that. It's incredible, mate. And Anthony Bourdain, you know, rest in peace. Guy never made it. But... That fucking TV show, Parts Unknown, is unbelievable. So if you've not watched it, go and watch it. There's an episode with Janie Godley in Glasgow. I just love shit like that, right? So I get on my uh, YouTube recommended feed, I get, see when like random YouTube channels come to Glasgow, mm-hmm. I get pushed it 
because obviously it's part of my algorithm as well. This cunt likes th- somebody at Google sitting there watching me and going, Big man fucking loves Glasgow, pushing more of the Glasgow content. So a guy called the Guinness Guru came to Glasgow and I'd I'd had two pints of Guinness in my full life and hated him, both when I was younger. And I watched this guy and I started watching it because he's just kind of nonchalant, just seems like a kind of all right guy. So the Guinness Guru comes to Glasgow, does all the best pints in Glasgow and I started to drink Guinness. So maybe there we review a Guinness every week or and more, four out of ten. Four out of ten, man. Do you prefer normal Guinness or extra cold? I would prefer a normal Guinness, but I like I'll take what I can get. A yeah. nice a nice pint of extra cold's a nice pint of Guinness, put it that way. Yeah. But five pound fifty for that, man. I, I actually giggled. That was my point. I the money. He does an episode, mate, in fucking New York where it's fourteen quid. So he changes it into euros and pounds. It goes to a fucking Irish pub in like lower Manhattan and it's 14 quid. It's like $19 for a pint of Guinness. <sighs> and did they say it was nice? No. Oh, that is devastating. So man. I think anywhere outside, pretty much in all the comments, you just see people being like, see anywhere outside the UK and Ireland, don't even bother. I don't know if it travels bad or if they need to do something to it so that they can export it or whatever like that. But he does, he says that there's a couple of them are not bad mm. and he, he gives them scores that are adjusted to being in America. He goes to Boston, he gets a nice pint and stuff like that, but he's like, he's like, when you're in Dublin, it's just the cream. You know what I mean? He's like, it's just nothing compares to it. That's so, the best pint I guess I've had. Ireland. Killarney. You, oh, I've never, I've never had one. Is it Killarney, is it called? Is it? I think that's how you pronounce it. Right. I need to go, man. I'm thinking about going to Dublin for Sean Sturtyf. Yeah. There's a pub in Dublin called the Gravediggers, mm. which is next to a graveyard, and that's supposed to be the best pint of Guinness in the world. Well, I class myself as an alcoholic that was always unable to have a cure. I never did cures. Right. And the Guinness was so amazing in Ireland. I was having Guinness for my breakfast, mate. Like, it was incredible. Nice one. 10 out of 10. It was 10 out of 10. Oh, I can't. Yeah, it's a different type of... It's just like, I could do this every day. Thank God I'm going back to Glasgow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to mm-hmm. drink myself into I a I fancy being like a pint a day. Yeah. So even I don't give a fuck anymore, then you're just like, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. I feel like going down the pub for a pint. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I think you can drink every day and not be an alcoholic. Your wee grander had a half and a pint a day. It's how it makes you feel. If it makes you feel terrible and you can't stop it, then I think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. If you're having a pint a day, then fuck it. It's like your wanks, mate. <laughs> yeah, if you're having you... 12 wanks a day and it makes you feel like shit, then you've got a problem. But if you're fucking on cloud nine, yeah. wank your eater. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only thing that scares me about it is the fact that <clears throat> it's the thought of no wanking scares me. Um, how, what do you think is going to happen? Man, I turn into an ape, man. I'm an ape. I'm claw at my face and all that. I like it like ah, 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 I need to come. I need to come. <laughs> <laughs> See the bit in Planet of the Apes when the zookeeper walks through the zoo and all the monkeys are having a mad team talk and they all turn around in unison and they all look at them like that. Is that a new one? Aye. Mm-hmm. That's me. I'm like that. You're having a wee talk inside your head to yourself like that? Never. Man, and I'm going to end up murdering Sunday. I've not had a wank in four years. There's that fucking zookeeper there. I'm going to eat his face off. So <sighs> high. How long have we done? Did you hear that on <laughs> on Saturday? Apart from the fact that um, somebody never gave you the you should have, you should have gave me that responsibility. By the way, I'd have put my phone up and gave you a wee flash at fifty minutes. I was keeping an eye on the time, but you shouted it on stage. How long have we done? And somebody at the back shouted, it's no podcast, you prick. Oh, really? <laughs> I sometimes take that out. I would think, like, back in the start, when we first started doing the podcast, I'll take that out. See, now, I think, I don't know, man. Cups oh. must love it. Like, they're pure... Keep it in, mate. Fuck it. Uh, we're done 50 minutes, mate. 50 minutes. I so I'll explain the situation there. See, when you're doing stand-up comedy and a tour or anything like that and you've got a promoter there and you've got an hour, he'll say, I'll give you a flash. So I'll say, give me a flash in 50 minutes and then I'll know I've got 10 minutes left. Mm-hmm. But Jay never gave me a flash. 
I'm no slagging Jay because he was dealing with hecklers and all that type of shit. So that's why I shouted because I had this internal feeling that I've done about 50 minutes. Even when I asked you there, how long have you done? Uh-huh. And you said 50 minutes. I kind of know that we've done an hour. I think you've done 105. Yeah. You've done an hour and five. That's what I was, what I was thinking. Like, is he just going to fucking just stay up there? What fucking, I don't know. What's like fucking Coldplay or whatever. They just stay <laughs> on the stage. Just like, I'm loving this too much. I'm not going anywhere. Well, in total, I did about an hour and 15 or something. Uh-huh. Aye, it was great, mate. Yeah. So. Aye, that's good. Also, uh, I feel like I need to share this with the world. I'm going to grow my beard. I'm fucking buzzing about it. You want to be me? Basically, aye. You could, like, well, I, you could I, always just hit me with that hammer. Slice my beard off, like slice my face off for the nose down and then just wear my beard. That wouldn't be weird, with it? No. I want your life. I want, <laughs> I want your life. have you seen my um, talented Mr Ripley (laughs) I have not I haven't seen it one of the classics that I've just I don't know just never came came across it Um, I'm not a big fan of Jude Law neither am I actually like I'd like to barter him well he's a he's a cunt in this is he? aye which I think makes him a good actor but throughout the whole film, you're like, you're a fucking prick. Matt Damon's in it, isn't he? Yes, he's also a prick. In but real life or in the movie? In the movie. Right, okay. But Matt Damon wants his life and then ends up killing him on a boat. And I think that's what's happening. Right, well, Family Guy or somebody done a take the piss of that then? Something's yeah. done the take the piss of that. But about American yeah. Psycho as well. Like, if you're copying everybody. Great film. What a movie that is, man great film christian bale's a cunt in that and in real life yeah i can understand why though he's like the welsh roy Keane. no doesn't make sense does roy Keane. aye cunt perfectionist cunt right have you been watching the world cup <sighs> i've been working so i've been watching i've been watching highlights on youtube so like every night when I go in, I'll catch it. And if I'm, if I do have, if I just so happen to be um, free in its own, I'll stick it on. Uh, I was going to put the England game on last night, but by the time I get out of the road, they were already tuning up. I was like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. You can get to fuck. But I've I've been watching the goals on YouTube and I've got a wee date with a mate for the knockout stages on Saturday. Good. How about you? Have you been watching it? Nah. And it's partly because just the hypocrisy of it. Like, you know, the media over here, they're talking about equal light rights and Black Lives Matter and gay rights and stuff. And then they're going there and doing a World Cup in a country like that. And they're not even wearing armbands because they're all scared that they're going to get a yellow card. I'm just like, fuck, fuck them all. Like, even the promoters and the, the commentators and stuff, I'm like... Gary, I've lost so much respect for like Gary Neville and stuff because he's quite a anti-Tory pro working mm-hmm. class type of guy. I'd expect all the guys to step up and and step aside. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I just, I'm just like, nah, it's all shit. Right. And plus, I've not watched a game, but from what I've heard, it seems like it's shit. It's been shit, mate, but I think it gets exciting for you. Yeah. Like when the group stages stop and it goes to the knockouts and it's like good teams playing good teams a lot gets yeah. exciting but i'm with you mate i don't like the fact that it's in iran no uh qatar qatar <laughs> qatar um <laughs> guitar um i i don't like the fact that it's there um there's a part of me that's like how do we reach people in these countries and change their minds without taking these types of things out to their country but will there be lasting change because the olympics or the world cup is where i don't think so then he's really changed russia i mean fucking putin had to fucking bribe the ultras to get them off the street and like gave them money to fuck off for two weeks so that they didn't ruin the tournament when it was there but does that change anything in your society you know what i mean i'd like to think that by taking it there and the west this is this is a sort of a thought that i had about it 
I'm with you. If I worked for the BBC or ITV, uh, I wouldn't be gone there. I don't think I wouldn't. I wouldn't go back to Dubai. I wouldn't holiday there. Like I don't think that it's. I don't think that it's right that I have a moral outlook on life that is equality for everybody and then you go and you enjoy yourself in a place that doesn't have that. I don't think that that's right. That's my personal choice, right? I don't hate people like Gary Neville and um, Gary Lineker or any of these people for going out there and doing it because at the end of the day, it's their job. And I think if they didn't go, they'd lose their job. And we could get into an argument about, well, they're already rich and blah, blah, blah. But I just think like, wait, do you know what? Whatever. I'm not going to... I'm not going to. I'm not going to project my morality onto other people. Yeah. But my sort of take on it is, is that um, I had a sort of thought about this the other week where I was like, I would hope that by people like them going there and showing tolerance and respecting that culture, even though they disagree with it, would role model to them how they should be, and not force their religion onto people or their culture, which they. There is a part of their culture believes that they should do that, but there's also a part of your culture that believes that we should do that as well. You yeah, know, you know what I mean. Like, um, but there's been a weird paradox and juxtapositions all over the place when you think that Graham Souness and Roy Keane are debating colonialism at the World Cup in Qatar, <laughs> and you're like, what is going on here? You know what I mean? Aye. Like, um, but I've not watched a lot yet. Um, but I'm with you, man. It, What's it? What, what's it achieving? You know what I mean. Aye. We're just flooding money into a country that's already got a lot of money, and um, I don't know, man. Basically, I, fuck the World Cup. It's getting in the uh, way of fucking Ange ball. Uh, I want Ange ball back. Where's Ange? Bring back Ange ball. I stuck a fiver on Argentina to win it, so I'm still a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get that money? Cash it early. Get four pound thirty back. But at least I'm gonna grow a beard back. You had a build before? Yes, I have. And the babes fucking loved it. The babes absolutely loved it. I wonder why it. they don't love mine. They do love yours? <laughs> I used to dye mine black. Did you? Yep. Until a comedian called Christopher MacArthur Boyd said I looked like Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. And then I shaved it off that night. <laughs> and then now I'm growing it back normal, but I'm going to grow it back, mate. The macho man? I'm not dying it, though. No. no, I noticed that, like, as you can see, mine's is au natural. I'm moving towards Santa Claus territory with the amount of fucking grey that's coming into my mouth. I've got, like, this bit here that's just, like, a grey strip. Don't have a lot of grey in my hair. You sit it in the beard, though. It's weird, but um, I've noticed that I look at a lot of guys and I'm like, how come their beard's black? And then I look at their head and I'm like, they're dying it. Yes. 100% dying it. Mm -hmm. I've thought about it. Yeah, mate, there's nothing wrong with it. I was doing jet fucking black, though. And then I, I was looking at it, and I did look like the NWO Randy Savage version. Right, aye. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. <laughs> what a voice, man. Yes. What a coke habit. Yep. Died in a car crash, too. Did he? Yeah. I think so. I mean, he has did. He was in the first Spider-Man movie. Yes. Put in a good shift. He done no bad. So I, that's another thing I'm looking forward to is no worrying about all that shit and I'm not going to have a shave now until, I don't know, June. Fuck it. See what the babes have got to say. See what happens, mate. Is there anything else you would like to say before we wrap up, baby? Nah, I think we've done a, we've done a good shift there. Anything for patron members or anything that we could say, like, you can do this to help us out or anything like that? I think I've covered everything. Eh? I think so. If anybody, no, even just Patreon, I think if anybody's got any questions or any comments or what they send me and you, we could read out, we could do like a DM read out if people want to come and give abuse or tell us they love us. Oh. One thing that popped into my head there, um, a, a follower of the podcast and a Patreon member did tell us a story once. <laughs> Him and all his mates, his name's Mark, they all went to see an evening with Bill Murray, and it was like in Livingston. What? An evening with Bill Murray in Livingston? In Livingston, in Scotland. And they all went there thinking that it was 
Bill Murray for Ghostbusters, and it was Bill Murray, the fucking EastEnders actor. (laughs) 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 I think so. Anyway, it was something like that. I think I think it was that. Oh, and then he got, he got in touch with us recently and he was like, how come you're not saying the Bill Murray story? And I'm like, Bill Murray's had some bad press recently, so that's why I didn't even I'm going to find out who this other Bill Murray is. Grey hair, he's, he's in a lot of gangster films. No way, no way, that's right, aye, two Bill Murrays. There's only two Bill Murrays. Two Bill Murrays. <laughs> I'd be gutted at that, mate, Bill Murray's one of my heroes. I know. Was yeah. he getting bad press? Yes, mate. About have you not heard about it? Beastie? There is there's a interview he does with Gina Davis uh-huh. on um I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but it's back in the eighties. Right. And he's on his talk show and he's essentially hanging after me. Like he's got his he's wrapped runner, fucking kissing her arms playing with our hair and no. all that and it's so uncomfortable but you know there's some really brutal rumors going about with he get sacked for a tv he get sacked for a film a couple of weeks ago oh, he no. supposedly said something really sexually inappropriate to a female and he gets sacked on the spot and then like all, all these other cunts it's just hundreds of stories have came out but no you know, Murray, man. i know mate that's a sore one that's a sore one but did you know the the Groundhog Day story? No. So I've always had a wee feeling that he was a cunt, and I I never fully had embraced it, and I, I just was in denial. But he did Groundhog Day with um Harold. What's his son? Ramus. Harold Ramus, right? And the two of them also in Ghostbusters. Genius. Jewish genius. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Here. It's a sergeant, isn't it? They fell out with each other and mm-hmm. Bill Murray shunned them for fucking 30 years. Mm-hmm. And essentially, Harold's daughter was like, my dad's lying in his deathbed. Bill Murray then went to go and see him and the kiss made up. But that's not the first time shit like that's happened. It seems to be constant. Uh, so that's made me sad. They were part... Look, this doesn't excuse anything but... Bill Murray, they were part of a generation of people where it was almost normal to be a bit of a fucking pervert. Yeah. Be a bit of a beast. It doesn't excuse it, man. Like, we live in a time now where we know the, the type of emotional impact that has on people when people are, like, inappropriately sexually charged towards them and even worse, like, put horns on them and assault them, you know what I mean? But it was so normal for people to be like that and also they were all mad for the gear they were all out their fucking mind on call i mean he hung about he was part of a fucking generation of comedians that included fucking Belushi, who used to down bottles of fucking jack daniels before going on sets and speed bombs uh, heroin and fucking coke getting injected before they fucking go and go to work and all that so i would like to think that some of it came for that just the fact that they were all fucked out on that and just being dicks and stuff. But to hear that he's he's older now and he's still being inappropriate. I I mean, I think Jack Nicholson's getting beast on him, man. I don't like I don't think he gives me the creeps. And I mean I think about Bill Murray kinda gives me a wee bit of the creeps as well. Do you know what I mean? Where you just see like a, an older no young Bill Murray, but you see like an older version of them, like when they're older and you're sort of looking the way that they're acting and you're like, you know, thirty year old anymore, mate. Mm-hmm. Like you're an old man. Yeah. And I think there's a part of that sort of Peter Pan syndrome comes into it where they're struggling getting older. When they're younger, they've got groupies and you know what I mean? Yeah. And as they get older they start to feel a bit fucking shite about themselves in the way that they, they take it out as they be flirtatious at best at worst he looks fucked and all Bill Murray looks Aye, fucked he's skin all that like Aye. he looks like he's just completely dehydrated like <laughs> he looks like an alcoholic doesn't he, Aye, he looks does like actually. a pure long term alcoholic like when I seen him in that zombie land he's got like a cameo in that zombie land you're like he doesn't look well man he looks yeah. fucked yeah but please no man please hopefully no me too coming for bill murray i know good movies that i want to fucking be able to watch you just need to wait wait and see ya ghostbusters (laughs) five
<laughs> right, let's you are wrap the ah, let's wrap it, mate. podcast up with that. Just a quick shout out to Michael Burns Lamb Solutions Limited. Thank you very much for sponsoring the podcast. Please like and review. If you've got any questions, like Paul said, get in touch with us and let us know. And Patreon members, if you've got any questions, just post it on the page. Thank you very, very much. And we'll see you next week. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Did in a car crash, though.